Welcome to electionspeakers.com, a nonpartisan analysis of the speaking skills of major political candidates and others affecting your voting decisions. Here are your hosts for electionspeakers.com, Lori Schloff and Dr. Dennis Becker. Hello, everyone. I'm Dr. Dennis Becker, and this is electionspeakers.com, the place to hear unique critique of the speaking styles of candidates and others who are part of this presidential candidate's race 2008. And today is September 26th, 39 days before Election Day. And this is a special edition of electionspeakers.com because this is the date of the first debate. So... That's what we're going to be talking about tonight. But first of all, let's find out who's joining us on the program today. So on my left, as we go left to right around the radio dial. Left to right, huh? Left to right tonight. And that doesn't, okay. don't, don't read anything no, into yeah, that, right, folks, right. believe me. Lori Schlaff, uh, author, professional speech coach with us tonight. Welcome, Lori. Great to be here. And our debate expert, Dr. Deborah London, is with us tonight. She's going to be talking about different things regarding the debate, I'm sure. Deborah, welcome. Thank you so much, Dennis. And our professional actress friend and professional coach, Law Lapidus, is with us. Law. Hey, thank you, Dennis. Good to be here. <laughs> and next to Law is a special guest who I'll introduce in just a moment. But to that, next to that guest is our other professional speech coach, Law Gosby. Laverne Gosby, welcome. Good to be here, Dennis. <laughs> and we do have it's a special late. guest. It it's is late. late. <laughs> yeah, we do have a special guest joining us tonight. A third-year law student from Suffolk Law School is with us, Randall Yee. Randall? Well, thank you for having me here. Nice to have you here, and we hope you add a lot of things to, about your thoughts to the conversation tonight. Now, I'm going to turn it over to Lori for a couple of minutes, and she's going to talk about what we're uh, going to talk about, and then we'll all jump in and join in. All righty. We are going to talk about an historic night, the first debate, 2008. We didn't know it would really occur. McCain did show up, a kind of at the last minute. We've just watched together. Excitement and fatigue is setting in. And I'd love to hear from my esteemed colleagues, and of course from our guest Randall, a third year law student at Suffolk University. Who do you think won the debate, if anyone? And what did you like about each candidate's style and what didn't you like? Who'd like to begin? Oh, everybody's so shy. Everyone you guys are is too much. Tired. I don't, I don't want to. All right, Deborah. Deb, I don't Dr. Deborah London. I don't want to color anyone's own perception, but you know, I'm going to come off as partisan tonight. And the only reason why has nothing to do with content, because I really, although I noted content from a debate, uh, debate standpoint, I really, on style and delivery, I can't say anything other than the fact that Obama came out on top, and I'll tell you why. McCain was there, and Ethan has mentioned this before on the program, McCain came off as sounding very much like, you know, uh, when I, you know, that grandfatherly, very narrative, and went back to memories many, many times. However, Obama gave specifics. Mm -hmm. He talked much more on point than McCain did in the content. So McCain was also much more sarcastic. Actually, he wasn't much more sarcastic. He was the only one of the two to use sarcasm. <laughs> okay, 50% and I can go use on, sarcasm. I'm going I'm to okay. let someone else All right. go First, on. I have many other points. Terrific, Dr. Deborah London. Uh, does anyone disagree? Does I, 
Go I ahead, do. Laverne Gosby, one of our coaches. I do. I, I saw McCain coming off as very emotional, and I can't dismiss that part. I think Positively? That, positively, mm -hmm. with the stories, once again, that we have all heard before <laughs> but had to tell again. But he has a lot of emotion there, and that's, that was very, mm -hmm. very good, mm -hmm. in my he opinion. Is, he can evoke emotion with his stories, huh? Yes. Dr. Dennis Becker. Your, your opinion. Well, you know, one of the things that we introduced in the program here a couple of weeks ago was a few new words into the lexicon of campaign critiquing. Mm -hmm. And one of the words we introduced is a word that I want to use to talk about what Debbie and Laverne just said about the storytelling. We introduced a word called politipanning. <laughs> if you remember, for folks, if those of you who are hearing it for the first time, this is a combination of the word political and the word pandering. Mm -hmm. I felt that the stories uh, that we heard from McCain tonight were politipanning. Hmm. This was a lot of saying what he knew would create an emotional reaction. And for me, it didn't create a lot of trust or enthusiasm in what he was saying because much okay. of it I'd heard before. Let me ask you a question. What separates that out from being genuine? In other words, it's okay to tell a story, I assume. Well, yeah, it's okay to tell a story. We all know mm -hmm. that good speakers do that. However, as Laverne mentioned, and I started to count them, I lost track after seven stories, I stopped counting. It was a story for practically every answer. Mm -hmm, this mm -hmm. didn't impress me as something uh, energetic or enthusiastic or confidence building. Mm -hmm. Okay, mm. Law, it looks like you have a thought well, about I, yeah, this. Yeah, I want to jump in. Lapidus, I want to jump in coaches. about the storytelling aspect. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's a specialty of mine. I'm a big fan of storytelling. However, I mean, whether it's a debate or whether it's any presentation, the storytelling does need to be relevant. It has to be relevant, in this case, to the questions that are asked. I'm going to jump on the other side of the fence and say, I think McCain really nailed it tonight. I think he was fierce. And the reason why I think he was fierce, he answered those questions and he told stories. That's a very difficult thing to do. And I'll tell you, since we're at war now, by the way, it's nice to hear some of these stories that he has lived through that are relevant to mm -hmm. what is going on right now. So whether you like them or you hate them, those stories are not out from left field. Those are live experiences, living history right, right. that is going to make him or break I him. I have to say, I felt sad when I heard a groan in our viewing room when he told his final story about very his surprising prisoner very of surprising. war, only because have we become that jaded? I mean, we really, I don't care if we hear it a million times. I think it's, it's not right. Well, let's share to with our, at that. Let's share, I really let, feel that it's not right. Let's share with our folks that we do. We are yeah. recording live tonight from Cafe mm -hmm. Nicholas in mm -hmm. Newton, Massachusetts, and we did have a live audience with us, some of whom are still with us tonight. Thank you. Welcome all of you for staying. And what uh, is being alluded to here is that when that story came up, we did hear a groan mm -hmm. in the room. Because we've heard it before and, uh, in a million different ways. Yeah, well, I'm tired of hearing the stories. And oh, I don't you think, admit I, I don't agree, Law, that it helped him. I mm -hmm. think the reason we heard the groan is because we've heard it all before, and it doesn't add anything. And he's depending on that's what I mean by pandering. Of course, we have to be, we have to be sympathetic when you hear. But I've heard it how many times? But I don't you know what, Dennis, as a speech coach, we know more than anyone. Repetition is very important. <laughs> we don't have everyone watching this debate tonight. We have some people who are getting up, going to the refrigerator, and going to get coffee. Repetition is so important, whether it's sponsorship or whether it's in the middle of a debate. We have to hear it many times to let it sink in. It doesn't mean it's effective and right and you agree with it. It just means 
it is a stylistic choice that he's making. I'll use his word. It's an overall strategy. Yeah. Right? Uh, okay. Good luck. Good luck. Good luck. I know okay. we, want, we want to hear from our guest, we, absolutely. Randall. Absolutely. I want to comment One comment and to, then Randall. to what Dennis and, and Law just mm -hmm. said, and that is, mm -hmm. you know, McCain used a lot of negatives tonight. His, whenever he mentioned Obama, he pointed out Obama in the negative, how they disagreed, their points of departure. Obama was completely antithetical to that in that he said all of their points of similarity. He was much more conciliatory. He said, look, this is where we are similar, and this is where I, I differ from that. So he pointed mm. out both agreement as well as specifics. So that's why, for me, the narratives that McCain mm -hmm. overrided everything with, it was the same. I've heard it before. And this time, for me, Obama actually gave the specifics that I wanted to hear, not just that, yes, we know McCain has been in the Senate much longer. We, we know all that. Okay, we well, let's, before we hear from Randall, let me put mm -hmm. some numbers around what uh, okay, Dr. London go, just said. Mm -hmm. Because I, I was counting the number of times that Obama actually said, John's right, or McCain's ah, right. Yes. That's his style, counted. interesting. He said that, I heard him say yeah. that nine times. Okay? I, 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 now, yes. on the other side, I was also counting the number of times that McCain said, Senator Obama, Obama doesn't understand, or he doesn't get it. He or discounted. Fails to, right. right. Mm -hmm. That came to me to be, you know, I could be off one or two, but I got five, 10, 12, 13 times that he said that. Now, so for what it's worth, they're, they're both doing it. Right. Okay. You know, let, let me tell our listeners that we invited Randall, poor Randall, with a bunch of speech coaches around a table. I feel sorry for you. No, I'm only kidding. He's, um, he's very comfortable here. Randall is a representative of our. Nicholas Cafe, Cafe Nicholas audience here in Newton Center. And Randall, what are your gut thoughts about how the debate went? Well, I want to preface it by saying I am no speech coach. I know that. <laughs> I'm actually not okay. a very good speaker. You're a third-year third <laughs> yeah. law student. I'm a third-year law student. Yeah. Um, my, my general gut feeling, um, actually as an Obama supporter, <laughs> I actually thought McCain was pretty effective in his delivery tonight. Mm -hmm. um, I think his... The way he presented his, mm -hmm. his stories, actually, I thought were effective. Even though we've heard it many times, and I, and I personally grown at, a t at one point, too. I was like, again, mm -hmm. we're hearing the same thing. Mm -hmm. I thought the way he's told it, he, he brought the pace down a little, you know, a little slower. The rate was a little slower. I felt like he, he felt a little bit more comfortable on the stage. Yes, I think you're and picking I, up on something about his communication talents. Yeah. He's talented in this format, and he is abysmal, wouldn't we all agree, when he gives a formal speech? Is anyone who? Uh, well, well, I, I, think he's, I think he's strengthening the, that over time. Really? I, 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 think I think he's think getting he, a lot of coaching, okay. and he's strengthening that over time. And I'd like to say this: I found this very interesting. How many of you caught the non-concrete, tentative language of McCain? McCain, of who's this people. like yeah, really yeah, yeah, cool, yeah. you know, yeah. the guy mm -hmm. that we're all afraid is going to lose his temper any second? He said, "I think, I hope, mm -hmm. I'm not sure." Probably, maybe 30 times, I stopped counting after right. a while, whereas Obama was using very concrete language. In fact, assumptive, assumptive language. language, I have when it right here. I am president, president. at least I three will do, times. Yes. More. Oh, many more than okay. that. Many more. Guys, look at their strategy. Yeah. Obama wanted to come across as stronger than he usually did, yeah. and McCain wanted to come across as someone who kept his cool. Did they succeed at those goals? I think uh, I think they I, I think they both did actually I, yes. I think they both did, and I noticed a significant difference. We've talked about it several times in the show that 
Obama, remember in the beginning when he did Saddleback and we talked about that, mm -hmm. how hesitant he was and mm -hmm. how slow he was and how sort of, to be kind, how contemplative he was and all of that sort of stuff? Did you notice the difference tonight? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. The concreteness that Law's talking about came across, I thought, in a much stronger way for him. He didn't hesitate. In fact, counting the... We used to count his vocalized pauses. Remember the ums yeah. and ums. Well, they you were know, still oh, there a bit, okay. my dear. He had, he had, I got seven. There, 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 there. There were seven in a couple times. of minutes you know, the last I'm, time. I want to pick up on what Randall yeah. said earlier, because mm -hmm. I think, Randall, you were on to something mm -hmm. when, you, when you noted their, their differences and, and that, that McCain was quick to, in the past, that we were aware of his temper. Being sarcastic in the fashion that he was, and he, he talked about, he mentioned miscongeniality twice. He mentioned a few other things. That is a defense mechanism. Mm. And when you're sarcastic in a debate like that, that means that you are trying to thwart off an attack from your opponent. So uh -huh. I just want to point that out. Oh, yeah. Obama, on the other mm -hmm. hand, he was very mm -hmm. even-keeled. And he, you know what, in, in a state of high, even the way they responded before the debate, McCain wanted to call off, he wanted to move to action right away, and Obama's, Obama's response was, a president should be able to multitask. And I think that was evidenced in their speech tonight and the differences in those two types of styles. I so, have to agree with Debbie on, in, in the idea that I did not like the sarcastic, stylistic, strategic choices that McCain made every time, and the camera was always on McCain when Obama was answering a yeah. question. McCain was laughing or smirking. So that smirking, is something yeah. I don't appreciate. Got it from Bush. It's very disrespectful. <laughs> okay, we we all know McCain is a quarter of a century older than Obama. We get that. We get, we get the you know having respect for our elders. We get we get his history. We get it all. But I would be very careful, especially when the camera is on you to laugh off what your opponent mm -hmm. is saying and then turn around and agree with him. You know, following that line, Law, the same thing. We, we should go back and take a look at this tape again. And as people we see will. it again, we will. one thing to notice about eye contact, which is something we were all looking we at tonight. Scoring. One thing to notice about eye contact is when, when Obama was sort of, shall we say, on the attack or when he was sort of making a point that, that uh, uh, McCain didn't like, Look at McCain's eye contact. His face was stolid. He was looking straight at Jim Lehrer. In fact, he very seldom looked at Obama all night. But on those times when he was seemingly defensive, and I would think that a, a debate coach on Obama's side will notice this, you can tell when McCain is feeling that he needs to defend himself or when he's going to come back strong. He, his face gets motionless, stiff, and looks in the complete mm. opposite direction than, than what wow. is being You know what was wow. really interesting, Dan? I don't know if you caught this. At the beginning of the debate, McCain showed nervous, habitual signs with his body language. Oh, he was blinking, looking. Many, he many, was blinking many blinking. times. He was he was clearing his throat. He was looking down. As the debate went mm. on, he became strong yeah. and 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 forward in his body language. And Obama started to Spe show some of those habitual things. Started to look down. Anyway. Speaking well, of body language, you should see Law and her body language. It's fantastic. <laughs> Laverne, how did well, you score this debate? From the very beginning, uh -huh. when they walked onto stage, you probably noticed that Obama, with the handshake, Obama gave the dominant handshake. No, they, they both, shook hands, and then he put his hand McCain over. did the same thing. Oh, oh that's it. fascinating. It was, equal, it was definitely equal. That's fascinating. Yeah. But Obama Obama's taller. Yeah, they both did over. it. McCain did it, too. The camera was on the side of Obama. Can anyone talk about language here? I thought the right language ahead. was explosive. I thought it was colorful. It was dynamic. Whether you agree with it or not, it was 
fierce. I mean, I caught words <laughs> like uh, capture, kill, crush, corrupt. Yeah. Lots of good, K, what good we call explosive sounds, which, which convey authority. They convey meaning. They're, they're fierce, as Tyra would say. Great. <laughs> it actually might be interesting to hear from you, Dennis. And this gets us into the scorecard, which I know you want to tell listeners about. Um, what can we learn about what to analyze from our scorecard and from what Law just said? Well, as, as Lori's mentioning, they're tonight in the studio here and on our website, if you'd like to get one, and perhaps those of you who downloaded it, you know that there is a scorecard available to you on electionspeakers.com. You can judge all of the debates with us every time, and there are three more debates, and we'll do this every time. Mm -hmm. That scorecard not only tells you what to debate, but it also, uh, what to score in the debate, but how to score it. So we had a long list of descriptions of the kinds of things we were measuring, and we measured mm -hmm. eye contact, vocal variety, clarity. What's vocal variety? Vocal variety, the ability to, to not sound boring. Okay, that okay. helps, right? So Clarity of thinking, yeah. facial expression, mm -hmm. gestures, language, body language, and speed. Those are the kind of things we were judging. Mm -hmm. Now, without getting into all of the technical explanations of those, those are the things that everyone in the room looked at. And we asked everybody how to score cards. We asked everybody to right. score it. Right. And in just a couple of minutes, I'll tell you what the oh, audience okay. scored. So, so we're, we're finished the discussion. So I'll tell you who the audience saw as the winner tonight. As they say, is the result in a mayonnaise jar somewhere? <laughs> no, or it's under my clipboard. Oh, That's where goodness. You mean so you already know the winner? I, I already know the oh, winner according goodness. to the scores okay. here. Which is not, not scientific. It's our, based on you know, our audience. Talking about language, yeah. I thought it was an interesting discussion when they got into the whole business about tactic versus strategy. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's actually too. some. Semantically, yeah. that's, there is a significant semantic difference between those two words. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I the American public really cares. It, it, it didn't go anywhere. Between the two of them, they you're, were sort of, right. they yeah. started to try to get it going, it didn't go anywhere. Mm -hmm. uh, but the other words that Law was talking about were, were definitely powerful tonight, and they made a difference in the emotionalism. Now, Let's talk, let's talk about facial expression. We're talking about emotion. Okay. What did you say? Randall, how about you? What yeah. did you think in terms of facial expression? Which one seemed more emotional or less emotional to you tonight? Or even likable? Um, actually, surprisingly, I, I thought McCain, again, <laughs> was pretty effective. Uh -oh. <laughs> we're in trouble. Um, yeah, I know. It's pretty troubling when an Obama supporter. Uh, uh, really? Yeah, I wish you said well. you yeah. Um, I think... Actually, the way he was joking in the beginning, I thought his smiles, it was a little dismissive and condescending at times, but mm -hmm. I thought at the same time, he was actually, I felt like he was connecting a little bit better okay. with the audience. Yeah, can I, I give sort of a comprehensive view of this? This is my feeling. I think McCain exceeded expectations, and the reason is because, in my opinion, I, I, I guess I wasn't subtle, his formal speaking, using a teleprompter, is below average. People may think he's not so hot a speaker. He was in his element. He loves answering a question. My feeling about Obama, and this is, might be Randall, why you as an Obama supporter had this feeling, I think he met expectations. When someone exceeds expectations, you tend to be impressed. Thoughts about what I just said, folks? I would have to agree. I think that McCain mm -hmm. has definitely improved tonight from what we've been hearing, I think, Obama capitalized more on his strengths, so it's more consistent. He really held his own, and he didn't. Did he show the American public he can be strong? 
Yes. yes. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Well, oh, we didn't necessarily yeah. know that for sure. There, there no, was a lot was, writing on I, this I debate. I agree. That was uh, that really. Mm -hmm. came, I wasn't sure before mm -hmm. tonight, quite honestly. Right. That's and interesting. And tonight, that that mm -hmm. really came through for me. Mm -hmm. In fact, I and part mm -hmm. one of the biggest reasons mm -hmm. was the fact that everything was uh, forward thinking with Obama. Every, when I am, you know, as president, he was very proactive, whereas McCain continually said, mm -hmm. when I was, back when, mm -hmm. in my, it was only in the most, like, like a grandfather right. saying, in my day. Right. Right. I just, I just yes, want to add to that. I, I thought, actually, Obama was pretty strong every time he interrupted. Um, I, mm -hmm. I know I, I'm not sure how, you know, much of a good strategy, strategy that is, but mm -hmm. it made it seem like he did not want to miss a point. He right. wanted to clarify everything, but, whereas I thought McCain... Just kind of let it go. This is a change, Randall. I know from uh, this is the first time you're joining us, but in previous programs we mentioned that this has been a weakness of Obama's, that he did not come in strongly. He did not object or interrupt. I don't know if we're going to use that word interrupt. He didn't do it. Tonight he did that more strongly, mm -hmm. in my opinion. Mm -hmm. He came across more forcefully mm -hmm. tonight. Obama did. Obama yeah. did. Yeah. No, it's oh. I've seen when him Obama interrupted, he, t to me, he did it in a more again more almost polite fashion yeah, he, 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 he used he Jim, well, he used Jim Lehrer, Lehrer's name yeah. he even used Senator McCain's name both first and yes. title and last name but McCain spoke over when he interrupted mm, interesting observation I have to say I really like uh, the the tactical choices of McCain at the beginning of the debate to look Jim in the eye and answer the question right from the top. And that was very different than Saddleback. That was our criticism mm -hmm. on him from Saddleback, yeah. was that he was directing everything to the audience rather than to his to his interviewer, whereas Obama did the opposite. He did the antithetical. He right. looked straight to the camera, uh -huh. talked to the American people, and I didn't like that. You didn't. I wanted him to address the person asking him the question in Jim the immediate said Jim, Jim even right said, that was embarrassing don't, don't, for me. I didn't like it when he said Jim that. Jim even said, don't, don't answer me, which is yes. interesting because yeah. in a debate, that's embarrassing. In as, a debate you yeah. do speak As much as he tried, yeah. in the debate you do, yeah. and, and yeah. here's a moderator trying to tell people yeah, how to Yeah, that was embarrassing. They yeah, both refused to do it. They <laughs> both didn't do it. Yeah, yeah. In yeah. fact, he, was, yeah. he couldn't have been more overt yeah. as to say, please talk to him. Don't well, talk to him. Neither one of them did. we talking about the moderator? Yes. Oh, he's freaky. What I'm saying is that neither Candidates, neither of the candidates in their style uh -huh. was willing, and it's happened at the beginning of the uh -huh. speech, they were probably, at the beginning of the debate, mm -hmm. they were both nervous. Neither of them had the courage or the politeness to do what the moderator asked of them, and that mm -hmm. I thought was not good for either one of them. Mm -hmm. Laverne, how did you see that, this, uh, uh, of politeness and facial expression mm -hmm. and so forth? Did, did you get a sense that one of them was seemed more polite than the other? Yeah, I, I did. Uh, Obama definitely was more polite than McCain. McCain came on very strong. I, I also noticed the eye movement, the rapid eye movement. Mm -hmm. uh, McCain did that a lot, especially at the very beginning. Mm -hmm. And then toward the end, I did notice mm -hmm. that Obama started to do it as well. Wow. Yeah. At the end. At Curious. The end, toward the end. You know, one, you know we, we deal with so many different clients, but two words they always seem to use is that they want to come across as natural and they want to come across as confident. I'd love my colleagues and Randall are our guest tonight, a third-year law student at Suffolk University, to weigh in the words confident, natural. Who did better in, in those dimensions, and what do you think? 
Gosh, that's such a great question. Oh, and as, as speech coaches, we get that all the time, every single day when we work with clients. It's very, very difficult to determine, and the reason is this. Because they are standing in unnatural, unnatural. circumstances. Yeah. It's like, have you ever heard the saying, oh, act natural? Yeah. It's not <laughs> possible. Ringo song. You know what I say? I say act natural. like you're acting. <laughs> because that's what you're really doing. Yeah. It's all rehearsed. Yeah. It's all run through. It's right. all scripted. Right. So how if how natural they are? That's a very difficult question. But, to well, answer. I've heard you talk though about being present in the moment, which is different than contrived. If you, I frankly, I thought they were both genuine for the most part. That's what held my attention. What about you, Laverne? Did you? Think they were natural and genuine? I, I think what? just like we talked about, everything mm -hmm. is rehearsed, but it's mm -hmm. in the eye of your audience, isn't mm -hmm. it? Mm -hmm. And I think they, they both came off mm -hmm. being very professional, you know, um, and very yeah. confident in my opinion. Yeah, I'd like to hear from people about um, likability well, or still comment on confidence and naturalness. Deb, well, both Dr. Of Deborah those, London. Again, back, back to mm -hmm. Randall hit this right away, and, and I have to say, Randall, you probably represent a lot more people than we do because I hopefully people <laughs> as you know quite as well. I won't use that word on on the air, but quite as you know drawn to the specifics mm -hmm. as we are. You know, McCain was more natural in that, right? He's someone that was more conversational because he kept saying, "Well, you know, even Eisenhower or mm -hmm. Reagan or you know, he's talking about the thirty years of ex experience that he's had mm -hmm. back in very historical narratives." And again, Obama was very on point. So, but that's, I think, what he wants us to know, that he is present in the moment. He is ready to do this. He's thinking about the future. And he, he showcased that tonight for mm -hmm. me. I, 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 still, I still will say, though, as, as a speaker and, and going over and writing these speeches and, and rehearsing these presentations, that choice stylistically of bringing up these historical perspectives that one has experienced, one has lived through, that were very, very difficult in, mid, in the midst of war times is very relevant, mm -hmm. very necessary, mm -hmm. and will win him many votes. As well, do, many you votes. Yawn, do you think, do you yawn, think I'm yawning already. Listen, you may not agree with it, but it's a choice that uh, he's making so that you know where he's it's been. It's a strategy, okay. right? right? In his sure. words, it's a strategy. Okay, sure. I think I, it's I, a strategy. losing strategy. I'm, with, we'll I'm with Dennis. <laughs> I'm, okay, I'm with Dennis. Dennis, I want you to weigh in on genuineness and confidence. Well, you know, Obama is mm -hmm. has about him a genuineness which seems to be pretty much consistent with what mm -hmm. we saw tonight. He's contemplative. Mm -hmm. He doesn't get rattled. He's not emotional. Uh, yeah. Even when there were times when I was thinking, right. "Hey, don't take that. Say something." Yeah. He was calm, cool, mm -hmm. collected. Yeah. McCain on the other. So that seems natural to me. Yeah. He seemed mm -hmm. natural to me, even though, as we said, this is an unnatural setting. McCain, his his sense of natural is hard to pin down. Yeah. Because as we've all known, in those big uh, teleprompters, he's anything but natural or comfortable. Here he seems a little bit better, but I, I don't know exactly what natural is with McCain. No, it's kind of interesting with Obama. He has this, I, I really, I love him as a communicator. I think he's top notch, but he has this very eerie, weird sense of calmness. That mm. it, it, it almost, it's kind of freaky in a way. You know, it's like the, we do want to see a little bit of alarm. We do want to see a little bit of emotion. Because guess what? People who are losing their jobs, who are going off to work, who are doing this and that, are in alarm. 
they're feeling emotion. Obama did so get the speaker, the, from really? a speaker's perspective, he, oh, we do want to see some of Okay, that. let's hear about this, Obama, Dr. Deborah London. Where he did get, where Obama did get rattled, mm -hmm. and Jim Lehrer tried to jump in and offer a question. Mm -hmm. McCain kept speaking. All three of them were speaking at once, and Obama was getting very frustrated, and what he ended up saying was, Okay, you know what? Instead of because they were over, over time from the lead question, and from instead of instead of getting getting rattled, Obama said, "You know what? Let's just go on to the next question." Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I think that right. was Obama getting rattled. Yeah. All right. Look, okay, we're just Dennis, about out let's of time. bring us to the so where are we going next? Let's with the we're going to talk about uh, mm -hmm. about the next debate in the mm -hmm. next uh, program. Just a couple of minutes. The first thing I want to do mm -hmm. is give you the results of the scoring tonight. All right. We have thirty-seven Drum folks. Roll. Thirty-seven <laughs> folks in the audience tonight, and we were all judging the same scorecard. Everybody's looking at the same thing, and the scores were totaled up. And out of the scores, the score came out came out to be. McCain, 1,231 points. Okay. Obama, 1,612 points. So the crowd with us tonight seemed to think that Obama had was the winner in tonight's debate. Mm -hmm. Now we'll see right. when we all wake up in the morning whether yeah. the rest of the United States agrees with the crowd that was here. And we'd like to know if you listeners out there agree with us too. So please don't hesitate to send us your comments. And of course, the way you do mm -hmm. that is, as always, comments at electionspeakers.com. Just drop us a line. We love to hear from you when we get remarks from all over the world. So why not you? Comments, <laughs> comments at electionspeakers.com. We'll look forward to hearing from you. And folks, uh, this tonight is a special edition of electionspeakers.com, the night of the first presidential debate. The next time we'll be on the air is our regular Monday posting, which is only, what, three days from yeah, now. Yeah. We'll be back again. <laughs> talk and more then, about the debate. Why not? And then, of so course, we will be about. back with you for another special edition of electionspeakers.com next Thursday night, October the 2nd, when the first and mm -hmm. only vice presidential campaign debate will be held. We'll wow. be right here to judge it and to report on it and analyze it. So we want to thank all of you for being with okay. us tonight, those of you in the audience, uh -huh. all of our guests, especially Randall Yee, Randall. our young law student from <laughs> He was terrific. Thank it was you great. so you much, Randall. Right Randall. Laverne Gosby, Lon Lapidus, Dr. Deborah London, my co-host Laurie Schlaffett. And until next time, I'm Dr. Dennis Becker saying thanks for listening and bye for now. You've been listening to electionspeakers.com, a nonpartisan analysis of the speaking skills of major political candidates and others included in the 2008 U.S. presidential elections. electionspeakers.com is posted every Monday.